There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Hi, everybody. It's Wednesday, and you know what that means. You know what that means. It's why you're here. You opened the (laughs) dang podcast episode, so you know it's Wednesday. (laughs) Or you're listening to this on a different day, and that's fine, too. But you still know that Wednesday is when this first appeared. (laughs) Yeah, so true, so true. So true, so Um, true. And uh, we got to shout out some of our new patrons and we've got some some fine folks joining the vessel heads. I myself am a vessel head. So um, I guess we all are right. We're all we are all vessel. There's a little vessel head in in each and every one of us. Yeah. Uh, But new to the crew are Angel Peters, Mike Fong, Laura Somerville, Wendy Muller, Michael Ramirez Dana Rushton and Antonia Taggart. Welcome to the Woo-hoo! new Vesselheads. Well, come. Woohoo! As previously stated, we are all Vesselheads, and boy, is it great to be here mm-hmm. together. So great. You guys are going to love it. Um, another, place it's, another place it's great to be together is in Tony fucking Collette Center Circle. Uh, Ooh, mm, it's great. Oh, it's Ooh, a great it feels place good. to be. Ooh, it feels good in Ooh, here. Mm, it feels good in this <laughs> circle, and we've got some folks to welcome to it. Uh, they are Heidi Williams Foy, Nikki Smart, aka Sammy's mom. Eee, hi, mom. <laughs> Gary Gonzalez, <laughs> aka my dad. Um, so big up to our parents for being in the circle. Also, we've had a patron for about a month, and it took this long for our two parents to join. <laughs> my parents haven't even joined yet, so shout out to my mom, who I know is listening. Mom, <laughs> you're sleeping on this opportunity to become a patron. It's an what really, really is an opportunity. Yeah, we're not we're not shaming you. What we're saying is you waited too long to. We love you, so we want you to get in on this opportunity. Get in on this opportunity to be friends with Tony fucking mm-hmm. Colette. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Ah, oh, big, big opportunity. It's a big opportunity that we, your children, are presenting you with. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, on that note, it's a big opportunity for literally anybody. So listeners you don't have to have with us <laughs> at all. To benefit from being in this circle. It's good for everybody. And we are... Um, Getting pretty close to our 100 patron uh, threshold in which we'll start adding bonus episodes. So if you want to get in on this really, really great opportunity. (laughs) It's a great opportunity for you. And now a multi-level marketing scheme. That's what we've transformed into. (laughs) So you're going to want to head on over to (laughs) patreon.com slash TSDW podcast. And trust us, it's a really good opportunity for you. Trust us. You're going to love it. And we do want you to tell three friends each about Mm -hmm. it. Get it on the ground (laughs) floor. Um, Tell three friends, get them in the ground floor of this investment killer opportunity mm-hmm. um Mm-mm. for friends parents and and beyond um, the whole world the whole world wide so that's it for now but boy will there'll be more to come 
I think I hope, you know? I think I hope. Until then. Until then. Enjoy the episode. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy. And you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch, the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves. I'm Emily, and I am too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Henley, and I'm also too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Sammy, and I I, I just love watching scary movies. I love them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she loves them. She loves telling us about them. It's true. Yep. You guys are so curious. You're always asking me, tell us about those horror movies, Sammy. And so we made a podcast about it, and I do on a weekly basis now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, now you have to. For the rest of our lives. Forever. For the rest of our lives. For the rest of our lives. Yep. So here we are. Here we are. Um, and what's up? with us this week oh i have one where we're gonna have to post this on our instagram but i i want to ask the listeners what they think is up with this cat that was at our airbnb um Mm -hmm. i went to stay with my fiance's family at an airbnb in upstate new york and it came with a cat and um this cat walks walked very strangely um had a big belly and would sit in incredibly odd ways. And I'm pretty sure, well, the cat's name was Rainbow also, which is like a great name for a cat. Um, it's a great name for a cat. And mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure the cat is pregnant, but also the cat is 14 years old. So if anyone can, we're, we'll post some pictures. You guys uh, let let me know what you think. I also just didn't know that an Airbnb could come with a cat. Feels like pretty poor pet ownership to be like, oh, and anyway, you also watch my pet. (laughs) Watch my cat, stranger. It was the cat had a uh, like self uh, filling food and we would just give it water. But it didn't take a lot of taking care of. And it was like an outside cat, too. All right. All right. Okay. And honestly, Rainbow was the best. Rainbow was like amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it, it would be a selling point for me for sure, but mm-hmm. I just have never heard of it before, so I think that's fascinating. Mhm. Mhm. Um, okay, well, listeners, can't wait to hear your thoughts on this cat. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> the big news over here on the West Coast is that it's on fire. Mm. <laughs> it's big time on fire. Yep. Big time on fire and in LA, where Emily and I are, it's not, it doesn't even look as bad as it does further up north. It's like Northern California and then up into Oregon. And even in Washington, the skies are just orange. And it's just bizarre. It like feels like, like dusk all day long. Like I stood up, it's like really it's time. F- weird. I stood up like it's time for dinner at like 1 p.m. today. And my cats are confused, too. They keep like coming out being like dinner time. And I'm like, nope, it's still the afternoon. <laughs> does, nope, it sm- does it smell like, like dusk? Does it smell like smoke when you go outside? Um, I will say up until today, at least where I'm in L.A., it hasn't. But it has just looked like weird yellowish glow Um, today for the first time this fire uh i smelled it a bit and it has gotten a bit better as the day has gone on but the sky has gotten worse looking for me so i i don't really know it doesn't smell Mm. too bad but for like the majority of today it smelled and i had a definite smoke induced headache Uh, which is also really fun in covid to have like symptoms smoke and (laughs) like a respiratory pandemic also with 
like smoke in the air. Oh um, yeah, man, things are so, things are not great. All this to say, climate change is real and super real. Vote for people who believe in science. This mm-hmm. is where I'm going with that. Science is cool and real. Science is right. It's science real. is so fucking cool. Um. <laughs> what about you, Emily? Um. Well, in a moment of well, you guys know I love to to paint and do things to my apartment, especially in in COVID times, because I have learned my brain desperately needs projects, like big, big, big time needs projects. Mm-hmm. Um. So my latest project is perhaps my my um, largest endeavor of, of the yeah largest endeavor and also just like such a clear indication of where my mental state is currently is that I've decided to turn my bathroom into um, the bathroom at the Madonna Inn, <laughs> which if you're not familiar with the Madonna Inn listeners, wow, go look it up. It is one of my favorite places on earth, if not my favorite place on earth. I am obsessed with it. I love it so much. It's so weird. But long story short, it's aggressively pink, like aggressively pink. Um, And so I bought some truly alarmingly pink paint um, and a bunch of really stupid accessories to turn my bathroom into the Madonna Inn. And I'm really fucking excited. And I think I'm going to love being in there. But I think almost no one else on this earth will love being in there. So it's really it's a huge statement that like, hey, man, this bathroom is for me um (laughs) so i'm pretty excited about it i haven't painted yet um but i did i have ordered like some you know stuff to put on the walls and uh i got a little cart for in there um and i've spray painted everything um the gold because also it's like gold like antique accents with like really intense pink uh walls (laughs) is my aesthetic I'm going for but I don't have the pink walls yet so now I walk in there and I feel like I'm fucking Donald Trump because it's just like a (laughs) stupid (laughs) like big gold like things on the walls and um, so I'm not loving this part of the process but we'll get there and as I'm saying this Henley I realized I forgot to take a fucking before picture I knew that that was what Henley was about to ask and I was about to ask it too I wish you could take a before picture documented I think the listeners are going to want to see the the finished product at least uh, they I'm will dead. but damn I it Henley you reminded you. me I, I reminded know, you I did not because here's the thing I we've talked about this before I there's zero lag time between me making a decision and beginning to act <laughs> upon that decision so I truly of course it's I already started doing it <laughs> I can't wait. I think it's going to be really cool. And I think it will be a destination for me as well. Once it's safe for me to be in your bathroom. Truly, I I would love for my bathroom to be a destination. Henley, have you thought about getting married in Emily's bathroom? I was going to say, it sounds like the perfect (laughs) place for a destination wedding. Mm -hmm. Uh, Exactly. Two people can fit in there. So the officiant can stand outside and do it through a window. COVID safe. It's a COVID safe wedding destination. If anybody wants to get married in my bathroom, it is a COVID safe wedding destination. The requests are going to be rolling in. Listeners, I'll keep you posted. I might be losing my mind. <laughs> yeah, I want to see. I, I got to see pics of this. I mm-hmm. uh, OK, OK. So another thing I was going to say is that I'm watching The Vow on my uh, Nemesis Network, HBO Max. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I just wanted to real quick recommend it to the listeners. It's great. And so it just was my little segue into this week's movie because it's cult related. 
Um, and this week's movie is Apostle. It came out in 2018. It's a Netflix Netflix film streaming on Netflix. If you want to check it out, uh, written and directed by Gareth Evans, starring Dan Stevens. Yeah, we know Emily loves him. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Michael Sheen, Lucy Boynton, Boynton, Boynton. Uh, I think yeah. I like Boynton. I like for it to Boynton. sound like a onomatopoeia. <laughs> yeah, it's like a Boynton. A, Boynton. <laughs> that's a fun one to say. <laughs> like a water drop. Boynton. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, Lucy oh, Boyden, boy. yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay. Oh, God. Everyone needs to calm down. Bill Milner, Christine Froseth, Mark Lewis Jones, and Sharon Morgan, not to be confused with Sharon Horgan. Different Sharon. Different Sharon. <laughs> Different name. Um, also... Michael Sheen, big fan of Michael Sheen too, and I know you are, Sammy. So I, I bet am you, a big, I'm a big fan of Michael I bet Sheen. You were excited. As we know, he gave a phenomenal performance in the Twilight franchise as the leader of the Volturi. He really did. Um, truly, it really is a really fantastic performance. <laughs> and he's, he's a great really, actor. He's really fucking good in this too. He's yeah. such an interesting actor. I feel like he does. He's all over the place, and he does it all well. And. Probably not too big of a curveball for you guys, but I think he's hot. <laughs> yeah. Michael Sheen. Oh, wow. He was with Kate Pe- Beckinsale and then Sarah Silverman. Yeah, they have a daughter together. Oh. Who also, I'll just do a quick plug since we've really devolved into madness here. Um, listeners, if you <laughs> would like to follow Kate Beckinsale on Instagram, you will really be glad that you did. Really? She's a delightful Instagram presence. And if oh, you like delightful. cats, if you like cats, she's got a good one. I didn't know this. She's got a good one and she, it's a lot of cat content and she is Kate Beckinsale is super weird and it's really fun. Yeah, she's funny. It's a surprise and she's great. A fun, a fun follow. Was this a scary one, Sammy? Like really scary? Um it was it when we get to the trailer i'll tell you more about my thoughts about it i it was not as scary as i thought it was going to be no okay okay i w- i have been told that i will hate it and I do think, you think that that's true i think that might be true there are a few key scenes that are very tough <gasps> great can't wait Hi, my friends, welcome to Cocktail Hour. This week's cocktail is the blood and sand. Uh, chosen because of the blood and other substances that we're going to get to as we get further along in this movie. So, hey, buckle up. To make this drink, you're going to need three quarters of an ounce of scotch, three quarters of an ounce of cherry earring liqueur, three quarters of an ounce of sweet vermouth, and three quarters of an ounce of freshly squeezed orange juice. You will shake all ingredients with ice and fine strain into a chilled, martini glass and garnish with an orange zest twist. Uh, If I were you, I would make this drink now and drink it fast because I doubt you're going to want to be consuming any liquids as we get further along in this movie. If that's not something to look forward to, I don't know what is. Good luck, my friends, and cheers. Oh, trivia. We gotta do trivia. We gotta. We gotta. Not that I looked, not that I have any, so we don't have to. (laughs) 
Um, there, <laughs> there isn't any on our trusty IMDb where we pull from. No uh, trivia? No trivia. Not even how many Jeeps or anything? <laughs> There's no Jeeps. It said in 1905 Wales. Oh, okay. So pretty minimal Jeeps in this. But Do we have good accents? Good accents. Hell uh, Dan yeah. Are Stevens- they all British? Dan Stevens finally doing his British accent. And can I tell you, it sounds like he's doing a fake accent because everything I've seen him in, he's doing an American accent. Oh, because you haven't seen Downton Abbey. He's British yes. and Downton Abbey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was mm-hmm. like, this seems like this seems like the the put on accent is kind yeah. of Ugh. weird. I love Dan Stevens. You know, I do. I love him so much. He's very good in this. Uh, and he's really cute. Guess what? He's hot. <laughs> of course he is. Of course he's good in it. Of course he's hot. This is Dan Stevens we're talking about. This is Dan Stevens. This is um, Dan Stevens we're talking about. So uh, in lieu of trivia, I looked up some reviews. Okay, that's fun. Actually, before that, let me say Gareth Evans is the director. Writer, director, also edited it. Good for wow. him. Give somebody else a job, Gareth. Makes me nervous as an editor (laughs) when directors do that, because I'm like, oh, guess you don't need me. Um, Yeah, it's like, come on, spread the wealth, my dude. Yeah, but, you know, I guess good for him. Sounds like he really knows what he wanted. (laughs) Good for him, I guess. Uh, But yeah, he's the director of the uh, Raid franchise. You've seen the Raid, right? right? Yes. I have no idea. What is the Raid franchise? Oh, I've only seen the first one, the original. But the raid rules. It the is raid is like so very cool. actiony. It's basically like yeah. them going into a building and moving their way up, and just like a huge crazy fight on every level. It's like yeah, just like fight sequence on fight sequence on fight sequence. But it's so cool. Oh my god, it's good. It's like martial arts, like in t- like very cool, skilled fighting. Right. It is right. So cool. Um. Okay. Here's some reviews. This is from Peter De Bruges from Variety. Um, Gareth Evans eschews his signature brand of hyperkinetic pugilism in favor of suspenseful long fuse mind games, offering the growing cult of Netflix subscribers this stylishly deranged black mass, which plays like an homage to the Wicker Man, the 1973 original, <laughs> not Nicolas Cage's notorious 2006 B movie remake, with better costumes, creepier customs, and a lot more blood. Did he get paid by the word? What the mm-hmm. fuck was that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like a spelling bee. I know, I know, I know. Those, the, I, that's why I picked that sentence. I was like, wow, so many words. That was one <laughs> sentence. So many words. Um, a lot of big words. And <laughs> Okay, this one is from Charles Bermesco from The Guardian. And Gareth Evans's maximalist more is more ethic piles on... One spectacle after another, building to an operatic hallucinatory climax that leaves our puny reason behind for metaphysical nirvana. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's all I got. I don't know. I just figured we needed something to fill this tri- this trivia spot. <laughs> okay. Well, I think we have a good sense of uh, what we're in for here. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's watch the trailer. Let's watch that freaking trailer. I can't. Fucking wait for you guys to see this trailer. <laughs> oh, God. Every time you say that, Sammy, I'm very nervous because I can't be good news. I'm scared. Thomas, your sister, she's gone. These people, they're blasphemers, a cult, a disease. 
bring her home. Name? Thomas Richardson. I dream of a world in which each waking day we rise equal. This island, it's our paradise. We have an intruder on our land. We have to find him. Your eyes. They've seen things. Who are you? He shall be cleansed according to the edict of this land. The promise of the divine is but an illusion. God is pain. God is suffering. Beware false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Let us begin. That's, I'm mad. (laughs) (laughs) It seemed, it seemed manageable for the first half. I was like, okay, okay, okay. And then I was like, no, 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 no. Um, yeah, I knew, I knew you guys were really going to hate that trailer, but I was just too excited to see your reactions to those few shots because boy, oh boy, are they tough. Oh, I hate it. Wow. I hated that trailer so much. That one was really hard for me. Really hard for me. Okay. Let's just die. Let's just dive right in. Let's just rip this bandaid off, Sammy. Just tell us, just tell us what's up with this cult. I'll tell you what's up. It's the bleakest time of the year, so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet, so you get a box of the market's best quality wines, however often you'd like, for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County, and they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. 
that's a hundred dollars off and less than seven dollars per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary code and password too scary for a hundred dollars off your first six bottles. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank member FDIC. So, okay, we're in, we st- we're in 1905 Wales, and it starts with Dan Stevens' character's name is Thomas, and it starts with him getting a ransom letter that a cult is holding his sister hostage. And it's a ransom letter intended for his father, but we see that his father is like not in good health and doesn't really know what's going on. And so someone else is like, well, you go in his place, go get her back. So he sets out to go kind of infiltrate this cult to to get the sister back. He has no intention of paying the ransom. Mm. So, okay, so then he sets out on his journey there you know he's taking his carriage he's taking a boat he's got oh they've included a travel pass for him in the letter uh, like come and give us the ransom and here's your pass so as he's in line for the boat he looks at his pass and he sees that it has a dot that the other passes don't have and so he sees like he's been marked and so an old man is like packing a suitcase on the side and he's like oh let me help you with that and as he helps him he swaps out his travel pass with this man's travel pass Mm. and they are then welcomed on the boat and he looks back at the guy sees that he is also welcomed on the boat but they mark an x on his suitcase without him noticing oh no um so on the boat i think a lamb like falls out of it where it's cage was or something and like breaks its leg and dan stevens Mm -hmm. goes to pick it up and hold it and one of the other future cult members or present cult members grabs it from him and flings it off the boat and basically says like the the water decides who lives and dies or something like that and they're all you did (laughs) (laughs) You, you made that decision yeah you did it you did that Although I recently read um, that when sheep herders, if a sheep stops, they kill the sheep because it means there's something wrong with the sheep. I don't like that. So I, I was really upset to hear that, too. I had never heard that before. Henley loves her her, hooved, her hooved animals. <laughs> I, have sauce, I have a soft spot for hooves. But this also kind of reminds me of, I think, in the ring, right? When like the yeah, horse yeah, falls the off horse. the ferry. Mm-hmm. Similar. Mm-hmm. Yep. Upsetting. Soft spot for a hard foot. oh that's a (laughs) t-shirt add it to the list of t-shirt ideas get your merch soft spot for a hard foot Uh, get your merch (laughs) (laughs) oh god it's not it's not funny it's i'm sorry 
<laughs> but it's so funny. Uh, okay, so <laughs> All right. they arrive at uh it's called Arisden is the town and it's an island and he checks into his room. Everyone's a little People are weird there. I don't know how to set this. It's a cult. They're all a cult so, in 1905. So everyone, on, so everyone on the boat who's going to this island or whatever is is part of the cult. Yes. Okay. And then it's time for church. And as they're, as he's walking to church, he meets Andrea, who is Lucy Boynton. <laughs> Boynton? Boynton? Boynton. Um, <laughs> And I can't really remember what happens in that interaction, but we meet her and they have a little a little flirty m- moment. So that's not his sister. It's not his sister. No. Okay. okay. Um, as he's walking into the church, he turns and sees a group of kind of soldier guard type people carrying the old man's limp body. And they make eye contact and he looks at them like, what the fuck? And they kind of give him a look like, uh, is this a problem? Like, do you need to be a problem? Like a threatening look. And he's like, OK, never mind. And walks into the church. Doesn't see what's happening with that poor old man that he seemingly has sentenced to death. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oof. Well, the man was coming to join a freaky cult, so I guess. True. Um, and so, okay, so we go into the church where Michael Sheen is leading a sermon. He is the cult leader. His name is Malcolm. And we get some backstory that him and his two friends, Quinn and Frank, um, I think escaped prison and on their little escape boat, the waters were rough and they ended up on this island. And he says, she appeared to me and she chose me to speak through me. And that's why we're here is because I'm the chosen one and that our crops are growing healthily. It's safe and everything's abundant here because I, I have spoken to the goddess of the land. Something like that. What happened to the people he escaped with? They are there, too. Oh, OK. Um, and while he's giving this sermon, uh, Thomas sees an old woman, a kind of creepy old woman walking by the church window and no one else really seems to notice her, but he turns and looks and Malcolm turns and looks and then Malcolm sees Thomas seeing the woman. And there's just kind of a weird moment of like, what is going on? It's his sister. <laughs> It's not the sister. Um, <laughs> but then after the sermon, they, they go outside and Thomas kind of looks to inspect to see if he could see where that old lady go and sees a piece of moss on the side of the building just um, really rapidly die and like wither and die mm. like where she was standing. So it kind of feels right away kind of supernatural. Mm. Mm. Uh, okay. And then we cut to Malcolm going into kind of an interrogation room where they have this old man tied up. He's not dead, but he's bloody and bloodied and beaten. And they, of course, originally assumed that he was the father of the sister. 
who they're asking for a ransom. They see this man has no money. He doesn't know what they're talking about. And they slit his throat. Oh, no. Oh, my God. And and basically end the interaction by being like, well, we have an intruder here that's blending in and we got to find him. Okay. Then we cut to a young couple, Jeremy and Fionn, who are kind of, you know, uh, late teens, young love, kind of giving the vibe of like, they kind of want to escape from this cult. They just love each other a lot. They have sex, which is not allowed because they or we are getting the impression that's not allowed because they're being very secretive. Like, are you sure? Are you sure? And they're like, oh, we just love each other and we're so horny. Yeah, let's do it. Meanwhile, Thomas is kind of snooping around outside everyone's houses, peeking into people's windows, probably looking a bit for his sister and also just trying to get a feel who are these people. And he looks in one of the windows and sees a woman sticking a knife into her elbow crease and like it bleeding a lot. It looks bad, but she's basically... um, what do you call letting bleeding oh bloodletting bloodletting and mm-hmm. pouring it into a cup and her husband does it too and they're looking at their daughter trying to beckon her over to also do it daughter looks scared thomas is looking in the window thinking what the fuck is going on then bumps into someone and we get the impression like he's not supposed to be out at night everyone's in their homes and so it's like a little scary and then we see that it is um, Jeremy and the sister. No, Jeremy and Fion. Oh, where is the sister? <laughs> where is she? Where is where she? Is she? Where is she? That's what he wants to know. I know. Um, but because Jeremy and Fion are also sneaking around and don't want anyone to know that they're outside, they kind of all give each other a knowing look like, okay, we cool, we cool. Everyone, like, keep this to yourselves. Shut up. And they all everybody cool. Shut up. Shut up. Shut, shut up. up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. They all back away, going. It's like three minutes of shushing. <laughs> Genius filmmaking. I love that. But so they all go back to their separate rooms, and as uh, Thomas enters, kind of the the cabin or the hallway of rooms that he is staying in he notices in front of everybody's door there is a cup filled with blood oh my god Uh and as he gets to his door he's got an empty cup and he uses he like takes one of the other cups and splits it splits it between the two that's what you gotta do (laughs) (laughs) And then as he goes to open his bedroom door, he cuts himself on the key somehow. And some of his blood drips down onto the floorboards again, then kind of rolls down into the floorboards and in a very hellraiser vibe. Yeah. A uh, zombie head seems to eat the blood. As he walks oh. into his room, it's like goblin, goblin, goblin the blood. Okay. All right. All right. So there's some zombies that live in the basement of the cult. Yes. Seems that's that's what I was thinking at this point. <laughs> and then from his window, he sees. <laughs> he sees Michael Sheen, excuse me, Malcolm, 
go into like I guess he can see across into his cabin and sees him open a hidden door in the floor and go down below it. So something is there's some sort of network of tunnels or little hidden passageways below the town where all the little blood eating goblins. That's where the goblins are. Mm, Goblins. Okay, so then we see Malcolm emerging from seemingly the other end of this secret passageway, kind of in the middle of the forest. We don't really know where he is. And there's a big house, like log cabin-y thing that just looks pretty spooky. We don't know what it is. It cuts. Cuts to next morning. Okay. So we wake up with Thomas. Waking up Mm. with Dan Stevens. Love to wake (laughs) up with Dan Stevens. Mm. Mm. And we see on his back, he has a big burn scar of a cross. And there's a knock on the door. And it's uh, Jeremy, who was having sex last night with Fionn. And Jeremy, he's kind of like, what are you doing here? And he says, it's time for work. And there's this whole like thing of like, he's trying to blend in, but he does not know the rules or customs of this town. And so it's like, which one's the infiltrator? The guy who asks so many questions. (laughs) Right, right, right. He's like, the one who hasn't done a single thing that everybody else is doing. (laughs) Probably him. (laughs) Yeah. So he's like, "Uh, it's time for work. Duh. Like the thing we do every day. And he's like, oh, yeah, duh, duh, totally. So they do some work. And quickly, Thomas decides Jeremy, he has something he can hang over Jeremy's head. And so Mm. he kind of decides that he will show, kind of let Jeremy in on that he is the infiltrator. Shows him a photo of his sister. Huge risk. Yeah, really, really risky. But he he has spent one night there and hasn't seen his sister, so. Well, <laughs> and he also has no idea how anything works and is very obviously the and infiltrator. He, so. And saw a man, like, be murdered, probably. But yeah, he's on a I time guess, crunch. Yeah. Cut to the chase. Yeah, for sure. Where's his sister? Mm-hmm. We're all dying to know. <laughs> We're on the edge of our freaking seats here, folks. <laughs> But so he, yeah, he basically takes him away from everyone else and threatens him and shows him a photo of his sister, says, have you seen this woman? Um, And Jeremy's crying and he says, yeah, I've seen her. I didn't know. Um, Well, he just starts crying in that moment. Yeah. Well, okay. Something bad happened to her. And so, so yeah, so he's, uh, he basically tells, confirms that she is here and then we go to a another a barn and Quinn and uh, Malcolm. It's a sheep giving birth, moaning. Quinn, you know, sticks his hands inside to pull out the little lamb. And the lamb is born with already a slit throat. It's like front is cut open. Holy oh, shit. no. And they they give the impression that this happens a lot. And so they're like another one, basically toss it aside into a bucket. It's really sad. Oh, no. Yeah. And they're like, I think they say something like, she's going to keep doing this. She's going to keep doing this. Whoa. Okay. Also, man, that woman really shouldn't have thrown a lamb overboard. Right? Yeah, valuable. <laughs> they really need lambs. Uh-huh. They're running low. Yep. Now we're with Fion, 
who is friends with Andrea, Lucy Boynton. 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 And they're doing laundry and she basically confides in Andrea that she thinks she might be pregnant. Right, right. Then uh, a, kind of, a bell rings, like people are being called to the church. Malcolm seems angry and basically only brings the men into the church. We know he's looking for a man. And he says, someone broke the rules last night and was out after curfew or whatever. And we got to know who it is. So everybody get on your knees and makes everyone get on their knees in a line. And he starts reciting Bible verse, except it's not Bible. It's like their specific scripture. And basically goes down the line, making each person pick up where the last left off. And Dan Stevens is looking quite nervous, kind of <laughs> reaching for the knife in his pocket. He's Seems a pretty good test of which of you actually knows your <laughs> shit. Uh-huh. Who does not? And so it's going further down the line, closer to him. He's getting ready. He might have to strike. He doesn't know what he's going to do. And then the guy just before him also doesn't know the words. And he pulls out a knife and goes to attack Malcolm. And as he does, Thomas lunges at him to, like, save Malcolm. Some quick thinking. Oh, smart. And as he does that, the guy turns and slashes Thomas on the, like, face and throat. So Thomas falls to the ground and then again he goes to lunge at Malcolm and all the guards standing around Malcolm have spears and impale him at like five different angles. So he's basically looks he looks like a little what do you call like jacks, you know, the little when you play jacks, he looks like Oh that. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's got rods coming out from every direction every which way but he doesn't die right away and it like props him up in such a way it's pretty nasty oh gross i hate that Uh oh that's a knife situation emily is not a fan uh i'll take a spear over a knife if i'm being really Mm. honest okay okay we might get some knife stuff for you later i i bet we will (laughs) um and so they kill him and malcolm turns to Thomas and is like, quick, this man needs medical attention. They hurry him off into Malcolm's cabin in which Lucy Boynton lives. That's his daughter, we find out. Um, Oh, wow. mm -hmm. So Andrea is patching up Thomas and as he as they set him down malcolm comes up to you and says if you spill blood for me i spill blood for you grabs at his knife slices open his palm and they do a little blood handshake and he says i'm indebted to you for life my brother and we're thinking okay good 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 he's gotten in his things are looking up good graces and like right as he turns uh malcolm turns back to his cronies and he says we still have an intruder here, though. Like, no, don't don't relax. Like, there's still an intruder in our midst. midst. And um, oh, so they 
he doesn't think it was that other guy. No, and Thomas, like, does kind of a, oh, come on, like, look. Oh, <laughs> like, oh, God man. Damn oh man. That would have been... got to be kidding me. That would have been nice. And so then Malcolm leaves, and Andrea and Thomas are alone together, flirting some more. He kind of asks her, you know, you strike me as a girl who has m- more ambition than just being the daughter of a prophet. And she's like, well, you know, what am I going to do? Not a lot of options. But um, he asks her where her mom her mom is. Her mom died in birth. They're just having a little bonding moment. Um, okay, so he's bandaged up and and he goes back into his room. He's He's drawn a little map on the back of his, you know, travel pass. That's kind of the layout of the town and where he thinks the big house is, I guess. I don't know if he's seen it yet. I feel like he hasn't, but I think it's on the map. Um, but as he's kind of working on that, we hear the, a little bell ringing and Malcolm is dragging his sister through town center on a cart. There at, she is. There she is. He's yelling out to everybody, you know, I know there's a traitor in our midst where you wherever you are, come out now or you're going to regret it. <laughs> I mean, I'll say this about Malcolm. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's making first, some smart moves. The first effort. Good effort. This one. It's even better. Um, the man knows how to lure work out his own mm-hmm, system mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. that's the scary thing about cult leaders is they're they're often they're often making smart decisions about manipulating people yeah um yeah it's kind of what they're best at they're really really typically. really good at that yeah yeah it's too bad and that's and making thing. people doubt themselves they're really good at that too yeah, yeah that's yeah. a bad combination mm-hmm. okay so yeah so they've they've got her out there um thomas is looking through the window kind of debating does he go out probably not because then it's him against you know everybody probably won't end well so he decides to stay in his room and watch as his sister is you know crying pleading for help they cut off a big chunk of her hair and then we cut to fion in a bathroom and she's she's use she's looking at her vagina with a mirror mm. and i was looking on reddit just when i was looking to see if there i could find any trivia or interesting things and someone just asked the question like what did she think she was going to see when she used a mirror on her vagina and someone commented baby. someone commented if the baby waves you're pregnant and it really made me laugh <laughs> Um, but she's, I guess, I think the, 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 what they're trying to say is she is naive and young and doesn't really know how it works and thinks that she's pregnant. And then we see someone watching her, an eye in like a hole in the wood on the outhouse. Ew. And we see that it is Quinn, who is one of the leaders of the cult. And we find out that he is her father. Oh. And then he he walks away. Just a very creepy scene. Uh. So Malcolm's next plan to weed out this intruder is that he's going to throw a festival. And while everyone is at the festival, he's going to search everybody's rooms. 
God, he has so many good ideas. He's so smart and cool and also hot. <laughs> also yeah, hot. I see nothing wrong with him. <laughs> I'm going to join this cult. I want to join the cult. Yeah. Um, and so as he's searching people's rooms, uh, he finds the map in Thomas's room. Mm-hmm. Thomas, while he's at the festival, is te- teaming up with Jeremy again and is basically like, oh, I found... I know they have this underground tunnel. I know where the entrance is. I'm going to go in. I need you to stand guard and finds this entrance into this tunnel from like below one of the houses, goes into it. Jeremy closes it behind him. And as as he does that, Malcolm has sent Frank and Quinn to go find Thomas because they know that he's now the intruder and frank runs to the under the house where jeremy is gets there jeremy is his son and so he's like what the fuck are you doing and he's like i'm sorry i'm sorry and he just throws him out and he says get back to the festival and frank just acts like nobody is there so then quinn and malcolm are close behind and he says i think he's like he made it into the tunnel the intruder made it into the tunnel Wait, who's the son of who? Sorry. Jeremy is the son of Frank. Jeremy is the one that is having sex with Fionn. Of having sex. And Frank okay. is the, the son of Quinn. Yes. So, yes. yeah. So everyone is the offspring of one of the cult leaders. <laughs> so we feel like this cult's been around for a while, probably as long as these kids have been alive. Yes. I think they They've were all, the I think they were all born there. Yes. Okay. It's a long time. So, okay, so Thomas is now in these underground tunnels. He sees some, like, bloody scratch marks on the walls. It's creepy down there. It's, like, muddy. And Malcolm knows where he's going to the big house, which we don't know what the big house is yet, but that's clearly where something is. Maybe his sister's there. Maybe something else is there. Malcolm wants to guard this house. He runs there. He sets up at the top of like the little secret door that comes from below basically pointing a gun at it so whoever comes up from below he's gonna shoot Uh um thomas makes it there and as he's climbing up that ladder thomas realizes that he's standing right there and decides okay uh, i can't go up there walks Mm -hmm. back sees another lantern coming he's being cornered by frank and quinn now and he finds an, an, a little um, hole that goes into basically, I think it's like the sewage system, but it's also oh. filled with blood, too, because all these cups of blood, I think, are going there. Oh, everyone's oh pouring their blood down the drain every night. Also shit, I think. I think it's both. Ew. <laughs> it's really horrible. nasty. So he slides into it. Ew, ew, he slides ew, into it. That's ew, enough. Slide. <laughs> That's enough. Um, and so Thomas is swimming through this like shit and blood and st- he stays still at one point and there's a jump scare of a, a like seemingly dead rat coming back to life next to him that's really gross and so that's a little bit of a scare and then you're like okay it's just a rat and then right after that something big moves in the water (gasps) oh a zombie he looks freezes looks at it and a head raises out of the liquid and it's an old woman 
Uh, oh no <laughs> and she just opens her mouth and lets out this really high-pitched scream like like a siren they refer to her as a siren at, at at one point earlier when they're telling kind of the story of the beginnings of the land um and she starts chasing him so he's running now down this little tube panicking and f- makes it to an exit tumbles out into kind of a cave he doesn't know where he is but turns back to hit her if she comes out or something she doesn't come out it's silent so he's just gathering himself now in this cave somewhere where he doesn't know where he is oh gross we see that there are cave paintings in the cave we go back into the main house and malcolm speaks to we see an old woman. How the fuck am I going to describe this? It was really unexpected. <laughs> an old woman who is being held prisoner on a kind of throne of branches. Like she is chained and there's, and there's just branches enveloping her and, and roots and leaves. And it's the woman from, from earlier. Is it the woman who was in the sewer? It's the woman who was in the sewer. It was the woman that was walking by the church. It's the same woman. But we see that she's actually being held prisoner. And I think can just like project. I don't think it was actually her body. I don't know. Maybe it was. But she's clearly can't move. Because these are happening simultaneously. Yes. She's both in the sewer and well, in we're this past chain. the sewer scene, but it just happened. Yes. So theory, right. like she, she wouldn't, wouldn't be able to, to like clean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's something supernatural. Okay. 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 Um, and we see Malcolm approaching her looking really angry. And she said, and he says, you showed yourself to him. Ooh, competition. She doesn't speak. She just makes kind of animalistic noises. And Malcolm says, he won't worship you like I do. Slices his hand open again drips it into her mouth and as blood is like spilling down her mouth she's drinking his blood and the branches and roots all around the building all start blooming like coming to life like as she drinks blood greenery appears all all in the house so she's some kind of like evil mother nature situation something like that they call her the the goddess oh, oh i see so that's why Malcolm looked at Thomas when Thomas looked at the lady because no one else could see her. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. That and so he's like, uh oh, you see her? I'm only supposed to see her. But then why didn't yeah. he like immediately question him after that? Well, maybe uh, he wasn't sure if Thomas actually saw her. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Yeah. And now he's like, oh, he's the fucking intruder. So on top of that, mm-hmm. it's worse. Mm-hmm. Um, but as he's, as Malcolm is feeding his blood to the woman, we see a shirtless man with essentially like a wicker head, kind of like the wicker man, like a like a like a beehive almost wicker wrapped around his head. So you can't see his face. Um, we mm. see this person approaching in the background. He's a supernatural character. Is he like a human with some kind of like torture device on his he head? He might be a human. We don't know. I it, it doesn't fully answer that. Okay. But so he comes and he has a sack 
with someone in it that he strings up, which we think is um, Thomas's sister. Oh, Mm. God. The next morning, Thomas wakes up in the cave. Andrea finds him there and says, you found it. So Andrea knows what's up, knows what's going on on this island. And we get the sense she's not, you know, thrilled to be there. She would not be here if she could choose. And so her and Thomas are kind of forming a little partnership. She's like, let me, um, let me help you, um, change out of these clothes because his clothes are bloody and shitty. (laughs) (laughs) Change out of these clothes. You're disgusting. And as they're changing, she asks about the scars on his back and Mm. we get a flashback to basically it seems that he was a missionary in china on on a mission that went badly and in revolt uh the people tied him up and branded him essentially with with a cross and the the significance of this moment is that in the flashback it shows that it's basically when he lost his faith that before this was happening, he's like yelling out, like, please, God, like, help me, save me, help me. And it's like, n- obviously not how it works, right? <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, that's I mean, definitely not how it works. <laughs> it's like if God could do that for every individual person. But I guess if you're a missionary, you're like, I'm God's messenger. I'm really special. Right. Because she kind of says to him, well, you're you're alive. And he's like, yeah, but... But it hurt. But it hurt. Yeah, but it's not what I wanted. <laughs> and I asked God for something I, I different. I asked God for something else, and he didn't get it. What aren't you understanding? Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me break this down for you. Um, <laughs> this didn't go how I wanted it to go. And God knew that. Here's the thing. God knew it. And he still let it happen. <laughs> I'm really shitting on my favorite man, Dan Stevens. Right now. I don't mean to be. No, Dan, you're, sh- you're shitting on th- on Thomas. I'm shitting on Thomas and the belief in an interventional God, interventionist God. Yeah, which is um, just it's yeah. just not. I mean, it's obviously small, it's not. It's obviously not. There's a lot of proof mm-hmm. that it's not that. <laughs> yeah, like the whole world of suffering is proof that it's yeah, not that. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yep. Um, but he's, he, it's just showing that he's a little jaded. He says the promise of the divine is an illusion, but she seems a little more uh, optimistic, I suppose. She still has her faith and Mm. she's helping him. They go through fields of dead wheat, very similar to the witch where she says it just, you know, it was, it used to be abundant and now all the crops are like this. You know, she There's a blight. Yeah, she makes it this way. It's toxic and this is what she is deciding for us or something like that. Mm. Um we go back to Fion and Jeremy, who Fion informs Jeremy that she is pregnant, and Jeremy is very excited, asks her to marry Aww. him. Says, like, we'll, you know, we'll get away. We'll start a life. Just the two of us. Just the three of us. It's, like, very... Oh, I'm sure it'll work out really well for them. I Mm -hmm. bet it will. I bet it will. I bet it won't be bad immediately right after right now. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, oh no, God. yeah, probably not. No. Probably not. No. Um, and so, Jer- wait, I have, I just have a quick question. Uh-huh. Does it seem like, does it seem like this recently happened? Like she turned on them recently and like killed all their crops, and they're going through a bad period, or is it like always? It bad does like seem semi recent. Yes. It, okay. it seems like the it past good. She changed her mind. Yes, she changed the her past mind. few seasons have not been as uh, abundant, lucrative. They're struggling. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Okay. Jeremy says, "Okay, I have something I want to show you. Stay right here. I'll be right back." Oh no! <laughs> oh no! After he leaves, Quinn, her father, walks in, looks at her. He's not speaking. She sees that she's packing a bag. And locks the door behind him. And she's like, Dad, Dad, please, Father, let me explain, let me explain. And he says, I don't need you to explain anything. And she says, I'm pregnant and like this baby is mine and I want to raise this baby. And he says, you have no idea the monstrosity that is growing inside of you. And she will not let that be born and I won't allow you to go through what, like, what this means, basically. Whoa. Whoa. So this goddess is a bitch. <laughs> um, then we see Jeremy kind of skipping back to the house. Oh, no. he's, got like, he's got, like, a book or something to show her. And Was it worth it, Jeremy, <laughs> to go get the book? And he opens the door, and we just see Fionn dead on the ground cut open like her baby oh. her womb has been cut out of her jesus christ and he freezes and quinn is standing there looking at him and says you did this <gasps> what the fuck and jeremy's just kind of in shock but then pieces it together i guess and attacks quinn who by the way quinn is huge he's a big man Jeremy is like a 17-year-old gangly kid, but he really holds his own in this fight pretty well, and it's it's a pretty stressful fight. This is where you can see that this is the director of the raid, <laughs> where it's like someone's got a knife, they're, you know, holding the knife on the eye, and then someone else gets the upper hand, and they're flipping around, and eventually Jeremy slices Quinn's neck pretty good, but not a lethal slice. So Quinn is holding his neck bleeding and Quinn bursts out of the door. Now Jeremy has the knife in his hand. Quinn bursts out of the door into the village and is screaming, help, help. He killed Fion. He's attacking me. (gasps) And everyone gathers around and just sees Jeremy with a knife in his hand. And Jeremy says, no, no, like, it's not what happened. And Quinn is just screaming. He killed my, he killed, he killed my little girl. He killed my baby. He killed my angel. Um, It's fucked up. And he turns to the other village, village people, all the village people are there (laughs) and says, you know, we need, he needs to be purified. Which is already, I feel like, a really scary sentence. <laughs> yeah. Do you think, was he using this uh, as just an excuse? Was any of this real? The, like, your baby growing inside of you is going to... Uh, I mean, I think I that's know. worth... It's worth questioning. We're not sure. Yeah. I mean, those lambs were born fucked up. 
Yeah, but like, wouldn't you want to see wait and see how it wait and see instead of immediately cutting out a baby out of your yes, daughter? Yes, I will her? say. I think my yeah. I think my biggest problem with this movie is Qu- Quinn as a character is he kind of just spirals from here on out, just turns into like a super villain, and we don't really know. There's no real motivation behind it. I mean, there's a little bit, and we'll get there, but it's like. I think in order for someone to go full like this evil, I feel like there needs to be a little bit more backstory. We need, yeah, yeah. we need to see more of why. Yeah, yeah. Do we get the idea that because, like, I mean, I'm making a leap, but if he was watching her in the bathroom, is it because he was just spying, or does he want to fuck his daughter? He, it, it, it is he definitely like in love with her. He's definitely rapey yeah. for sure. I mean, it is a little gross. And where is yeah. where? Are, oh, you know what? Where are any of their mothers we never see any yeah where are the moms all of the moms are seemingly gone Ooh, that's interesting i didn't even think about that but andrea talks about her her mom died in childbirth we don't see fion's mom we don't see jeremy's mom so it is nefarious nefarious i've never used that word before in my life (laughs) (laughs) well you used it well just there just did it (laughs) it, sammy congratulations Mm -hmm. thank you i was inspired Mm -hmm. by those reviews i read earlier um so he he's basically telling the guards you know he needs to be purified sound the alarm and there's a moment where someone says you know that's malcolm's choice and he says no malcolm's not in charge of everything i'm also in charge of some stuff so it's like seemingly also like a power struggle like he's like fuck malcolm listen to me mm-hmm. and so everyone's looking a little like usually we would need malcolm's approval for this stuff but okay they start sounding an alarm oh god okay and then we get in oh no is it starting to get gory <laughs> oh no they're purifying each yeah, other the purific- it's not gonna be, so it's not we're at the purification good. ceremony and no it's not fun so there's a very medieval looking, well, it's like a slab that they're chaining him up in, like strap his head in, strap his arms in. And even in those, they like crank those tight. So like it's, it's not just like he's, he's like cuffed, shackled. but it's he's like in a stretcher. It's not even that he's just cuffed, but it's that like they've put pressure on his bones to hold him in place. Like the way that they hold him down is by cranking onto his limbs. He's like clamped. He's clamped in, exactly. Clamps, like that episode of Futurama. You guys ever watch Futurama? There's a there's a robot named Clamps, and he's like, "Is there is it time to time for the clamps?" (laughs) It's just like that. that. It's just lighthearted. Like like that. It's exactly like that. Tonally, everything. It turns animated in this scene. Yeah, cartoon for a second. (laughs) Um, but there's a really cool and also upsetting POV shot where so they're also clamping his head in. And so the camera kind of turns kind of like, like it's POV is cranking up towards the sky and he is screaming and trying to get out of this. But then as the camera turns to like the top, something cracks in the camera lens and it looks like blood. So almost as if like a blood Uh, vessel in his eye, like uh, burst. uh, It's really gross. It's sick, but a very, um, cool shot so they've got him all clamped in he's screaming he's crying andrea is also um andrea and thomas heard the commotion and in this have run to see what's going on thomas is kind of trying to 
lay in the background a bit. He knows everyone knows who he who he is. So, but also this is his friend, his good friend Jeremy. So he wants to be there. And Andrea is screaming and crying, me like, "What are you doing, Quinn? Stop it!" He, he, your daughter loves this man, and he's like, "He killed my daughter," and she knows that he's lying, and she's like, "He would never do that," and kind of pieces together that Quinn did it just through how evil he is and is screaming at him you monster and they start shaving the top of of jeremy's head and with like a straight razor so even the the scariest kind of shaving there can be i mean that's the only kind of razor there was in 1905 but still it's really adds to just the un- unpleasantness Ew. of it all, the sound effects of a razor being like <laughs> shaving hair off. Ew. So he just has a big bald spot on the top of his head. And then we see the medieval looking torture device that is basically just a big metal screw. <laughs> and they position. Like <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. I hate this. Can we skip this part? Nope. Um, <laughs> Andrea screaming, you have no right. You have no right. And Quinn says, Malcolm is a false prophet. Like, I'm the one who should be in charge. And lines up the screw, pauses. It's a silent. Everyone is stand like the, the rest of the cult is all standing around, all dressed in black robes, like a hot fuzz thing. <laughs> and it's really silent for a second. And he says... Let's begin. And he starts cranking <gasps> and the drill is going into his head and he is oh my God. screaming and kind of flopping around on the table. Ugh. But he's going fast and I, in watching, this is a really hard scene to watch, but in watching it, I was like, I think he would die like pretty quick, I think. Like, yes, there would be a th- a th- about yes. 10 <gasps> seconds that were really, really, really bad. But I think you'd probably die after... 15 seconds that was how i got through this scene personally <laughs> and he oh he, he God, does that's awful. he does die he keeps drilling he drills for a while and there is another piece on the drill that's kind of a big circular thing so it's basically taking a big circular chunk out of his head at removing the skull um and he pulls it back and he holds up a rose petal and basically says like May this, I grant thee the symbol of purity. And we get a shot of that emptied out scalp. No! And he, with pliers, puts a rose petal in it. Emily is going to actually. <laughs> Emily looks up. really, really upset. <laughs> it's really gross. So purifying someone just means killing them. I guess them. so. But like, but like yeah. blessing them while you do it. But then you, you give it. them a rose. <laughs> a rose petal, not a this full rose. This single petal. Right. Just a we petal. Just need the petal. You put it in their brain. Uh, yeah, it's nasty. That's gross. That's super gross. And Andrea is like crumpled on the floor. She's been screaming and crying this whole time. And then they all kind of turn their attention to Thomas and they're like, all right, now like, you're here, so... Oh, so they saw him. <laughs> yes, everybody has seen him. Like, your turn. <laughs> so they... This man is bad at hiding. <laughs> bad at it. Yes. So they bind him up. They put, like, a pole along his arms and tie him up in, uh, like, a, a little similar to a crucifix might look. And 
at, at this moment, Malcolm runs up. He's missed all of this and he's pissed because he's like, first of all, you just did this ceremony that only I am usually allowed to initiate. And and this is when they're kind of screaming at each other. And Quinn says, okay, like, if you are the leader that you claim to be, kill Thomas in front of your daughter. Because you think he can tell that Andrea likes Thomas. So Malcolm takes a little... Or he hands him a knife and he is walking up to Thomas. Andrea, again, is begging him, please, please, please don't be the man that I fear that you have become. Like, don't prove to me that you are as bad as Quinn, basically. And we see that Malcolm looks pretty conflicted. Like, he he does have some goodness left in him. He is not just a murdering maniac, but he's also has to prove that he's the leader of this cult. And just as he's about to do it, we hear um, a gunshot and we hear a commotion. And Frank, who is the third founder of the cult, Jeremy's dad, just realized that Quinn killed his son. And oh, my God, in a very bad way. And so he's coming out of his cabin with a gun. He wants to kill Quinn. Um, they won't let him kill Quinn, um, or Malcolm, like, keeps him off of Quinn, and he's like, and then Frank says, she needs to die. She's the, she's the, all our problems, she, and he just takes off in the direction of the woods, so they all start chasing him. So they're, they're running to the house, and right as they arrive, Thomas, oh, Thomas, Thomas, like, um, uh, does some cool little martial arts thing breaking the thing that's he's bound to and whacks each of the guards gets away and also pursues frank headed towards the house because he thinks his sister's there he's got to be there and as frank runs into the door he gets shot he stumbles out with a gunshot in his chest we see that the scary man with the beehive head has shot him and shoots him again. He shoots him a few times in the chest. And as Frank is like stumbling out, um, Thomas is hiding up against the side of the, the house and sees this fucking scary guy, hides from him, and then finds another little um, hole in the ground into that little underground layer and slides in there again before Beehive Headman sees him. Um, Beehive Headman credited as the grinder. Oh, the grinder. I call him the grinder now. Gross. But um, speaking of the grinder, my favorite TV show on Fox. And guys, if you haven't watched it, <laughs> it's really, really good. I've never even heard of that. The it grinder. It's only on for one. It was season, canceled right? after one season, starring Rob Lowe as a TV lawyer and Fred Savage as a real lawyer and their brothers. And Rob Lowe like thinks he can be a lawyer as well because he played one on tv oh my god it's so funny and it's so good and i'm really sad that it's gone so anyways guys go watch it it's not anywhere for free but honestly it's worth buying <laughs> okay good so okay so thomas has jumped under the house quinn and malcolm arrive and quinn shoots malcolm i don't really remember it, any cool dialogue leading up to it but they get there they have a confrontation 
Quinn shoots Malcolm, he falls into the the crawl space as well, or the underground space. And uh-uh. we don't know if he's dead, but he is he's he's lifeless. He's not moving. Thomas, through the little underground part, comes up inside the house, finds an entrance into the house, and sees uh, the grinder um, feeding the woman, Frank. We see Frank's top half of his body and not his bottom half of his body. So he cut cut off his bottom half and... And put it through a, a grinder, and so it's like a no. cup of like meaty blood that he. Uh, <laughs> that's so gross. Like why? Just why? We don't need it. We don't need and it. And he's. You see that he's like force feeding the siren. She again is, or the goddess. She doesn't want she's, it. She doesn't she's want closing it. Closing her mouth. She's she's trying to be, get away from it. He's forcing it, and she is tied tied up or bound up, and. Uh, still, as the as she drinks the blood, the foliage foliage grows. So they're going about it the wrong way. So they're basically holding Mother Earth prisoner is kind of the vibe, <laughs> and forcing her to to give them good harvests by giving her blood sacrifices. But it's not; it's against her will. She's not interested. Uh, but so Thomas sees this and then sneaks around the house and finds. Um, his sister hanging up in the sack cuts her down. They have an emotional reunion. They're crying. And he's basically like, I'm going to get you out of here. Like I'm here to save you. And just as he says that she turns and looks, she sees something. He turns, hits the grinder and he hits him in the head with the hammer really hard. Blood flies out of his head. He collapses on the ground and we see two for two. Dan Stevens getting hit. In the head with a hammer. Yeah, not good. And so we see from his point of view the his sister being dragged off by the grinder. And he's oh, like gross. too out of it to move. Too in pain. Too debilitated was the word I'm looking for there. Hmm. Injured? Yeah. Um Hammer headed? He's he's too hammer headed. He's too hammer headed to do a damn thing. Then we see Andrea back in the town praying she's crying and praying and we just see a shot of someone walking in with handcuffs into her room and so she turns to the door handcuffs not looking good then we cut back to thomas who is now bound with hooks through his hands like a big fish hook Uh. like Gross. Two, I gross. think it's like two fish hooks through his hands, connect like through both of his hands, connecting his hands together. Fish hooks all in his legs and arms, um, attached to like wire or um, rope. And he is on essentially a conveyor belt that the grinder turns a little lever thing that's pulling the hooks. So he's being pulled by the hooks in his skin towards, you guessed it, a meat grinder. grinder. (laughs) Okay, okay. And he's being pulled like hands first. um, And he's cranking, he's cranking. 
and his hands go in. I mean, there's like a part where it got, no. it gets so close that I'm like, oh, I mean, it's, he's going in it and he goes in it. Um, and he has to wait till his hands get ground up enough that it frees the hook hooks in his hands. So basically the top of his left hand or whatever co- comes off and f- oh freeze freeze the nails and so with his other, he pulls his other hand down once that's free and starts unhooking the rest of the hooks so he's not but he's still being pulled by like some of them so he has to like unhook them quickly cuz those are still pulling him back pulling him. and the the grinder is um you know trying to hook them back into him they're getting in a oh in a fight God, <laughs> it's so stressful. They're getting on a f- uh, in in a fist fight, essentially on a conveyor belt into a meat grinder. Thomas gets all the hooks out, slams a hook into the grinder's face, well, into like the mask of wherever his face would be. But we see blood come out. We see blood come out of it, and so he got he got him. And then he's cranking the thing, trying to get his head into the thing, but his arms are free. And I yelled out at this point, "His arms! Watch out for his arms!" And of course, of course, his his arms reach out and grab Thomas and they're he's holding on to him so now they're both looking like they're going to go in the meat grinder and then thomas sees something hanging above them like um a big heavy thing that he basically cuts a little lever and it falls and it smashes onto the grinder's head so he dies he does die yes and he walks over to the imprisoned goddess and she looks at him and says in a different language that he seems to understand how I've waited for you, my son. She then puts her hands on his temple and he sees a flashback like she's showing him something. And we see basically the beginning of when the three men first arrived at the island and found her and tied her up, held her prisoner, and they were at first feeding her animal blood, and then that stopped working and they had to start feeding her human blood, and she's basically revolting against them and not giving them good crops anymore because she's a a prisoner and doesn't want to be a prisoner. (laughs) And then we go to back to Quinn, who is now... Uh, chaining up Andrea and Thomas's sister in a in a stone room below the church and it has an open roof and he basically says like enjoy looking out this open open roof like that's all you're going to see for the rest of your lives and they will be long lives and basically tells them that he is going to impregnate them repeatedly and feed their wombs free feed their newborn babies to the goddess what because oh, human blood is okay. is working for it doesn't seem to be working for it. and i'm gonna take charge and this is what needs to be done and malcolm won't do it wait like newborn baby blood will work it, then? it's like also arbitrary like he just thinks that i guess he's just trying to okay. up the ante each time he's like we did livestock that worked for a while 
We did humans. That worked for a while. Seems like she probably wants babies now. Mm, I think Quinn is just looking for an excuse to be an absolute sadomegalomaniac. <laughs> I think so. He uh, he's like, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna be down here for a long time. So hope you like it down here. It turns to walk out. Thomas is there. Um, Thomas attacks him, stabs him with knife, and someone has a gun. And they get in a big fight, and the girls use their chains that they're chained up with to stra- like strangle around his throat. He Thomas yeah. gets on top of him, and Quinn uses the knife, uses a knife, and stabs Thomas a whole bunch of times in the side. It doesn't look good. It looks like a fatal wound, I'd say. And then um, Andrea is using her full weight to drag Quinn by his neck by the chain. And Thomas takes a different knife, plunges it into his heart. And as Andrea is dragging him, the knife slides down his whole front of him and basically guts him open like a fish. It's really gnarly. (laughs) Oh, I skipped some stuff. Shit. I'm sorry. So in... Honestly, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Honestly, skip it. Skip it. Skip it. Skip it. No, it's important. One thing's important. So basically... Sammy. Well, because he's... he's, he, He was with the goddess and she basically says... Uh, set me free and so he starts a fire and she looks really happy and relieved to be on fire like she's going back to the land and as after that that's when he goes and runs to save them and as he runs through the woods he sees um, all the other soldiers and guards impaled on various trees Mm. like she has done that Um, that was in the trailer mm -hmm. and um, so the whole town is on fire now, and they, they've killed Quinn. He gets Andrea and his sister free. They're running. They're trying to make it for the boats. They need to get off of this island before it all burns down. And he is not, obviously, he's not doing well. He's been stabbed a whole bunch of times in the stomach. And he collapses, and him and his sister have a very tearful moment where he says no like i came here for you and like you're my the 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 best thing in my life and like this is what i wanted like i'm not gonna make it please go on without me and and andrea looks at him looks very sad and he says pray for me and she nods like i will she has her faith back oh this is a religious film (laughs) um and so they they leave him and run, get on the boat. The island is simultaneously like exploding on fire, but also all the grass is growing like the it's all getting greener. And Thomas is sitting on a, a cliff overlooking where the boats are watching them. Malcolm walks up beside him injured. They're both like bloody and injured. Thomas Moore mortally so more fatally so and they just kind of look at each other and smile and then thomas 
lays down in the grass, which is growing really quickly, and it starts growing into his skin and puncturing his skin and growing inside of him, and he's just looking up at the sky, smiling. And that's the end of the movie. What? So... (laughs) Wait, so he's... So he's, like, also... He's related to Mother Nature somehow? Or is becoming Mother Nature? Part of she part recognized of him. It may be like a, a like self fulfilling prophecy type deal where because he made it to her, it's like, oh, you're you're the one who was going to save, right? Sort of deal, you know, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're here, you are the chosen one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So Malcolm. So he. So do you think Malcolm is? Kind of remain a cult leader? Is there going to still be a cult? I'm a little confused. What do you think happens after? Uh, after well, this most of over? It, it seems as if all of the cult has boarded the boat except for oh, them. Okay. So I don't think okay. anyone is left except for Malcolm. And I think it's them just kind of making peace with we're not in control. In a way, finding their faith again and kind of, you know relinquishing control and in a way thinking it's beautiful that this goddess or entity is taking back control of her land. And do you think they're setting it up for a sequel that's like just like a buddy comedy? I think that could Michael be fun. Sheen I think that could Dan be fun. Stevens I'd watch it. I'd watch it for on sure. On the island? I would watch it. No knives allowed or meat grinders. Um so the prediction was accurate. I hated it. Yeah, it was got <laughs> really bad it. at the end. I hated the end. I hated everything that happened. I didn't like it either. It didn't feel like so there was much. enough of like, this is my problem with some of these movies is it's like, it doesn't feel like there's enough of a setup really for then all the gore. It's like, do you know what I mean? It's like, yes, who is a sister? And like, what's their relationship? Yeah. No, and it like, definitely, it definitely could have done some more interesting character exploration um but i did enjoy it more than i thought i would i think the cinematography is really beautiful and the acting is very good costumes are really great um and so it's like nice and like it like the witch it like takes you away to that time and um but unlike the witch i feel like it leaves a lot of questions unanswered of like i don't feel totally sure of what these people's motive especially i just like i said i have the biggest problem with quinn where i just like okay you've been on this place with these people for how long and now you're just all of all of a sudden like like, oh i'm crazy now and i'm gonna take control i've had it it's like what have you guys ever has this ever been done it's not to harp on this, but like, have you ever seen someone make a sequel of a movie that is the same characters in the same universe, but completely different genre? Wouldn't that, that be, be cool? Wouldn't that be I, cool? I've, I have heard again, not not probably not such a huge uh, shift, but that the the raid two whatever mm. that is very different in tone from the raid. That the raid is like just nonstop action, like fight sequence, fight sequence, fight sequence. And that the raid two is not that. Hmm. Um, and that's coming from someone who has clearly no details or other information. <laughs> Interesting. Um, I believe it. That way it really Whoa, fits man. in nicely with this movie because it's the same director. 
<laughs> yep. Well, I'm glad that I heard about that movie and didn't see that movie. I'm still disappointed I had to watch the trailer. There's nothing I can do about that now. Really tough. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there were some good lessons to learn about living in harmony with nature. Don't chain up Mother Nature, especially with all these fires going on on the West Coast. I think it's the lesson is that, um, you know, mankind is a sickness. (laughs) Mankind is a sickness. <laughs> and our um, our desire to play God is not going to work out in the long run. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I learned also that Lucy Boynton is my favorite name. Boynton. Boynton. Lucy Boynton. Boynton? I'm going to name my child. Their first name is going to be Boynton. <laughs> mm-hmm. Boynton. I love it. And I'm going to marry Lucy Boynton so that the name is Boynton Boynton. (laughs) I think I love it so much. Genius. (laughs) That's stupid. Sorry. Okay. Well, this is amazing. Sammy, thank you. I'm going to have horrible nightmares tonight. Yeah, what a feat. What a feat, Sammy. Thank you very much. You guys are so welcome. I'm going to have very bad nightmares. Um, Yeah, you're welcome. Enjoy. Enjoy them. Enjoy your nightmares. Enjoy those Mm -hmm. nightmares. Um, And you too, listeners. Thank you for spending time with us and listening to us talk about meat grinders. If anyone needs a, a little palate cleanser, um, I recommend looking up the image of Dan Stevens in his CGI beast suit. Um, just a little Dan Stevens palate cleanser for you all. That is delightful. It's funny every time you look at it, even if you've just it's seen it. If you look at it again, always. it's still it's still just as good because because then you get to imagine. The days and weeks on set with that man in that suit, <laughs> and and how everyone had to be serious about making a movie with that, and it's very. Funny. It makes acting and more impressive. I, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, acting is like the stupidest thing in the world sometimes, and it's very funny. It's very funny. And then also look up Dan Stevens at the premiere of The Rental in the weirdest outfit you've ever seen a <laughs> very rich, famous we person wear. You can scroll back. <laughs> we posted about it on our rental episode. Look, Dan Stevens is perfect, and we can all agree on that, at least. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was really so. trying to think of, you know, how to do a Welsh accent, and I just don't know. So... Um, Matthew Reese, Matthew Reese is Welsh. You guys know we love Matthew Reese. Think of something that he says. So much. Um, Kerry, uh, when he gives his his Emmy speech, um, I don't have the uh time or or the words, not neither of which would do you justice. Kerry, Kerry Lynn, he calls her Kerry Lynn, Lynn. something like that. Oh, that's cute. That was good. It was a really good speech. You guys should look that up too. Emily and I both Um, cried in it. (laughs) We cried. We cried. Um, Oh, okay. Well, it sounds a lot like my other, for me, it sounds like my Scottish. It sounds like me Irish. (laughs) It's all one accent for me. Uh, That's all it is. And um, goodbye. 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 Hi guys, Sammy here. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. I'm sorry that I referred to whales as an island a whole bunch of times. I was thrown off by the boats, aka the vessels that they took to get there, but I know that whales isn't an island. And Welsh people, I love you. Please don't tell Matthew Reese about this episode. <laughs> um, 
If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you have some extra time, you can rate and review us at Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to follow us on social media at TSDW Podcast. We are on Instagram and Twitter. And if you would like to support us, you can do so by joining our Patreon, which again is a really, really great opportunity. Next week's movie is Tenebrae, which is streaming on Shudder. So if you'd like to watch it before next week, please do. And we will talk to you then. 